0: Welcome, everybody, to the Life Plus God podcast, where we ask the tough faith questions. And today, we're holding up that promise of <laughs> a Indeed. really tough question. Absolutely. So I'm here with Reverend Doug Meyer. Thanks, hey Doug, for Good. wrestling with this question with me.
1: That's a great way to describe it. It is going to be a <laughs> so wrestling match.
0: Yeah, our big question today is, does God really forgive anything? Ugh. And um, I think the... Que- the answer, if you don't stop and think about it, is well, yeah, of course, of course. Like yeah. that, I mean, the Bible says God forgives mm-hmm. seven times, seventy-seven, whatever. Um, but we're gonna really explore that today and see what the Bible thinks, and maybe talk a little bit about our own forgiveness. Journey, yeah. as Well, Well
1: and I think maybe I said, we, see what the
0: Bible thinks. See what the the Bible thinks see, a lot about it. <laughs> see what and, the Bible has to um, say about it, and then what we think about the things that the Bible is telling us.
1: I think that another way to say what you were saying is, if God does it, forgive. If God can forgive everybody, does God have an expectation that I forgive everybody, mm. and uh, you know everybody for anything? And you know, or is
0: God's forgiveness different from our forgiveness?
1: Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a lot of ways that we are invited to imitate Jesus, uh, and I get that. But I think that some of, I don't know, that maybe I think that we have any uh, way of a- uh, aspiring to be like God.
0: Well, I don't even know if I can aspire to be like Jesus because he literally forgave people as they were murdering him. So I, that doesn't feel attainable for me personally.
1: Sure. <laughs> I get that.
0: But, okay, let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. All right. We're already like well, really revved up we about are. this. We're locked and loaded. Okay. Question number one. Yep. Straight off the bat, is there anything that the Bible says is unforgivable?
1: There is uh, there's conversation around bl- what's called blasphemy or blaspheming. And um, I had to look that up because I wasn't really sure... Uh, and more or less, it's about uh, turning away from God, uh, rejecting God, saying God's no good, God's no... I mean, a total rejection of all things God is blaspheming. And I think it's in, the, in Scripture, it's called blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Do uh, you know
0: what Scripture it is?
1: No, but we can find it pretty okay. easily. Um, um, but it is... Uh, You know, I think it would be interesting to study it and go back and find out who wrote that and why they wrote it, who were they writing it to and all that good stuff. But um, even that.
0: But does that. Okay, I want to better understand what blaspheming means, because like if you say I don't believe in God and you mean it, is Mm -hmm. that blaspheming? Like because it doesn't seem like it would be. It feels like a pretty human part of everyone's spiritual journey to reject at, in one way or another, or even like for me to say, like, if you're atheist, that's unforgivable. Like I, that doesn't jive with me. That doesn't, that's not the spirit of God that I know. So like, yeah, yeah. could we have gotten it wrong of like what blaspheming the Holy Spirit actually means?
1: All right, we're gonna do a little uh, quick Google search. And the question is, what counts as blasphemy in Christianity? Blasphemy is irreverence toward a deity or deities, and by extension, the use of profanity.
0: See, no, I call a bull. <laughs> in,
1: well, there you go. I okay, call, you know what? No. You're cooked. In Christianity, <laughs> blasphemy has points in common with heresy, but is differentiated from it in that heresy consists of holding a belief contrary to the orthodox one. So, I, don't,
0: I don't agree with that definition at all.
1: Well, all right. Take it to Christianity uh, Britannica or something like that. Um, That's an
0: opinion. Not. That whole thing is an opinion. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that, I don't like that because I don't think. So, first of all, who are you to determine what it is to be irreverent? And what words I use considered irreverence. I think that words are just words. So, like, if I say a curse word in the same sentence as the name of God, then does that, is that me blaspheming the Holy Spirit? I don't think so. All right,
1: hold that thought. Blasphemous. We're going to, man, we're all going to get an education here, is an adjective that describes profane words and actions, especially when they're connected to something religious. If you draw Jesus Christ wearing lipstick or call Buddha a fat slob, you're displaying blasphemous behavior. All right, hold on. Why? Blasphemous comes from a Greek word that means evil speaking. But actions as well as words can be blasphemous. Spitting on a cross, uh, you know... Saying ugly things, (laughs) tripping a rabbi. There you go. Don't don't anybody trip a rabbi.
0: What if a rabbi Uh, trips on themselves? They combine
1: a sacred religious person or a thing that rude behavior, they are being blasphemous. You know what? I don't this think This
0: feels just like a bunch of anything. religiosity mumbo jumbo to me <laughs> because and it's hard because scripture does say blaspheming the Holy Spirit but like if we're looking at that definition what I think is blaspheming the Holy Spirit is saying that you believe in Christ and you're a Christ follower but um bombing an abortion clinic. Like mm-hmm. that is blaspheming the Holy Spirit to me. Um, drawing a picture of Jesus wearing lipstick, come on. Like, who's I to know. say Jesus wouldn't have enjoyed a little color? Right, a
1: little color, like, yeah, especially in the winter. <laughs> uh, there are, uh, man, there's a whole lot of scriptures that have the word blasphemy or blasphemous in them.
0: But we don't, I don't know. I Do you know anything about,
1: I'm trying to the find translation
0: of that word. No,
1: you got the wrong guy in here for that.
0: You didn't you didn't do your intense studying for this one that no. you did for the previous well, not, episode.
1: I'm not sure. Don't tell anybody, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> All right. So Luke 22, Luke twelve ten. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven.
0: See, I feel like to be a blasphemer, Mm -hmm. you have to be a believer. Mm. Like it seems to me that it's the same thing that we the pattern that we see over and over again of Jesus holding religious leaders to a higher standard and saying if you're going to claim the leadership in this faith, then you, I don't know, like.
1: It feels like to me it could be, probably is, a man-made thing, a human construct, right? Uh, in an effort to align correct behavior.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so if in, like in the New Testament, if the people, uh, if Pharisees, you know, whomever was, you know, talking trash about Jesus, uh, one way to kind of
0: squash it,
1: squash that behavior, would be to say, "That's unforgivable. Don't do that."
0: Ooh. Well, then, then, do May- you think that, man, this is a whole nother podcast episode that I don't want to get into? But I'm like, okay, God inspired is like, are we saying that that scripture was not inspired by God and that it was? Man trying to take control over a developing religious idea and say, and by the way, ev- God forgives everything. But if you talk bad about God, that's unforgivable. You don't, you go straight to hell. Don't ever like, call that's, that's God God's ugly not big enough. Yeah, God's yeah. not big enough to handle that. God will r- forgive everything except, except that. that. That just is crazy to me. It
1: feels like, and I, especially, are we
0: blaspheming right now?
1: <laughs> well, I think you probably are. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I get it. And um, maybe, I think you probably came upon it because it's the one thing that uh, Scripture says is unforgivable, right? Yeah. But it feels like in another world, it has a whole different creating body than forgiveness. Yeah. You know, maybe you need to do like a podcast on The worst, what are the worst things according to the Bible to ever do or something like that?
0: Yeah. Well, I also wonder, like, why does it specify blaspheming the Holy Spirit?
1: Mm. What the Holy Spirit ever do to somebody?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying is like, what does that mean to specifically blaspheme the Holy Spirit? I don't know, because honestly, I don't have a full grasp on what the Holy Spirit is Mm -hmm. to begin with. So, okay. Gosh,
1: I don't know, friend.
0: So that's the only, according to Scripture—I'm going to do big old air quotes here—unforgivable thing is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But I think that there's a lot of misunderstandings around what that actually means, and it maybe has been misused as a way to control the masses and to say, don't question.
1: That's kind of what I was just thinking. Like It it is a limiting—it's— it's an effort to limit thought and behavior, right? And uh, <laughs> we're, we, you and I both are sunk then because we, we uh, have a great curiosity and uh, do not feel like our belief or, or faith is threatened by saying what or why or why not or I don't think so yeah. or prove it again to me. And if any of that is uh, considered blasphemy, then yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. We need God to get a Bible I worship scholar. Is
0: bigger than that.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you.
0: Okay, so so let's put a pin in that. <laughs> there you go. That question, that unforgivable thing that we would have to do an entire episode on just that scripture. I think.
1: Yeah, you and know who bring We need in... to call. We need to call uh, Nick. Yeah. Pastor Nick. Yeah. Why did I just forget his last name? McRae. McRae. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Nick, if you're listening.
1: Come on over, buddy. <laughs> Come
0: on over. Um, okay, so putting that aside, yep. then we can assume everything else under the sun is forgivable.
1: I think so. I mean, I think in theory it's supposed to be. I think the expectation that God has set is that we are to aspire to be forgiving people. And then we're the ones that put this you know, yardstick on it and go, mm-hmm. yeah, but what about or about, you know. And horrible, horrible things happen. Horrible things happened back then. But scripture teaches that you're still supposed to forgive.
0: Well, that was one of my questions. And I don't know if this is something that you have wrestled with. I feel like we've had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. Why would God forgive people who intentionally hurt the most innocent among Mm. us, like children and animals? And um, I don't, I mean that seems worse than blasphemy to me <laughs> of like, yeah. I, I don't know.
1: I think um, some of this is assumption and preposition that um, what I understand about God is that uh, everything that God is connected to in a creating way is created good. And uh, to say that a person can make a choice to do something so heinous that they are beyond redemption, reformation, whatever, uh, I think would say that uh, they weren't good. And God created all that is and separating an action from the choice the person made, right? Uh, And that's really hard because, you know, like here recently we had a little girl abducted and killed and I, don't, I, I struggle with that. I struggle with any time a child or dominance is used over another person, either for pain or pleasure. I, I don't have any bandwidth for that whatsoever. And um, I know that forgiveness uh, is available to that person. I believe forgiveness is available to that person both by uh, the victims, the victims' families, and God. Uh, does that mean it happens? Um, probably it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you hear about it sometimes, right? I, don't, I mean, how long do we carry it? I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to the subject of resentments and how long do, what's our, what's our active part in forgiving somebody who has hurt us mm-hmm. uh, or their active part in asking for forgiveness?
0: See, I feel like this is kind of, you and I were talking about this earlier. Um, so with my divorce story where my ex-husband walked out on me Mm -hmm. something that was done to me I feel like I have an easier time to forgiving if someone does something to someone I love yeah that I cannot I can't like I it pains me to say like there are a lot of people unforgiven in my life because they've hurt someone I love
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: And for some reason, I'm more willing. If you hurt me directly, I'm like, oh, I can handle that. Yeah, forgiven. But for some reason, I don't think that the other people in my life like, <laughs> yeah. have that capacity. I don't know if it's arrogance. I don't know if it's just like a fierce loyalty. Like, I don't know what it is. It but... is kind of
1: ironic, though, that I, and I totally get what you mean. So like, we'll call that first line, right? If somebody hurts you, that's your work to do. But when somebody hurts somebody you love, it's almost like it complicates it more, right? It's because uh, we can't do their work for them, mm-hmm. right? But somehow holding that person in the state of unforgiveness, I think we think we have some kind of control or like like magic, uh, what's that called? Uh, no, voodoo doll. Like... You don't know this, but I'm really angry at you, and I still hold a lot of resentment. And every now and then I'm going to squeeze my eyes really hard together, and I'm hoping you're hurt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, come on now. The reality of that is that's just irrational thinking. But when we don't forgive somebody, I do think it comes down to control and power. Like we think somehow that we retain—the reality is— the person who, like right now in my life, there's one or two who I just really struggle with forgiving. And um, they have no clue that I, don't, I haven't forgiven them. They've moved on. Uh, but I have some secret mystery mental powers over them. Mm. That's just crazy thinking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and is that in any way helping me? No. Not at all. Okay. But I can't, I, ha- I haven't walked the road long enough yet to put it down. I mean, I have crazy dreams about it. I have dreams of assaulting that. Yeah, just... But uh, I think about it... I
0: have... See, I do similar things of, like... I think it's... It's... I know it's the lack of control of, like, if someone hurts me directly, then I have full control over the situation. Not in the way that they hurt me, but I know what I can say to them. I know what I, mm-hmm. I can act towards them. Like, all the things, like... And... When someone hurts someone I love, especially if I wasn't present for it, Mm -hmm. I'm just told about it because of the pain that they're sharing with me, but I, I want to go and confront that person but I can't because it's not my battle. It's not my fight. Mm -hmm. And But sometimes I have this thought of like, oh, I hope this person says something to me. I hope that they think they can attack my sister in front of me again. Mm -hmm. Like if if they ever talk to her that way and I'm standing there, they don't even know what's coming at them. And I'm like imagining a scenario where I can get my retribution on my sister's (laughs) behalf. Yes, It's ugly. It is ugly. But isn't
1: it funny because it's, it's the worst when you were not physically there to be a participant in because you think it's like magical thinking that if Aunt Alyssa had been there, by golly, I would have kicked some ass and mm-hmm. that would not have come down that way. And so, uh, again, just conjecturing here, do we somehow fi- hold ourselves a little responsible that a person I love got wounded And And I I wasn't there. And it it, it happened because I wasn't there. Or had I been there, it wouldn't have happened as bad. Or had I been there.
0: They would have had an ally. uh Uh-huh. Maybe that's it. Maybe
1: so. But we don't think, I mean, come on. Most of us are not emotionally mature enough to go through all of those loops every day. It'd be like mental gymnastics all the time, wouldn't it? Yeah. And so a lazy thing to do is just hold on to resentment. I do it. And because I think I have some kind of secret power over you and you don't know it, but I'm punishing you by not forgiving you. And right now, as I hear myself saying that, I think, man, what a silly, immature thing to do. Yeah. And I need to work on that. So. Okay. Oh, I'm put that. I'm gonna, hold <laughs> write on. that down. I'm <laughs> Doug's work on list. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So... How is how is our idea of forgiveness different from God's idea of forgiveness? Mm. The human versus divine forgiveness.
1: Well, you know, I'm sure that there are uh, people who have thought through, and there's a name for that. That it'll come to me tomorrow, but um, I don't think God is a like a scoreboard God. Like I think we are. Like we forgive. And kind of keep a tally board. Well,
0: because we don't want to get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you, you forgive, but you learn from it Mm -hmm. and you, and you don't let that happen again. You don't let, because like there's, um, forgiveness. Like if you finally get to the point of forgiveness, there are some people that you're like, okay, but I have to keep you at a distance. Yeah. Like, we're not going to have the same relationship mm-hmm. that we had before this happened. Mm-hmm. But with God, is it just kind of like everything goes back to the way it was? Like, it's all erased. Or is well, it different?
1: We certainly th- think that, assume that. Hope that. <laughs> and and we interpret that out of some uh, scriptural references to forgiveness, right? But I also think that somewhere in there is some wisdom. like. Um, I've forgiven you, but because of that action, the, the grounds on which we're going to have a relationship are going to be different. Mm. I,
0: don't,
1: I don't, I don't, know. That seems like psychologically healthy to me. Um,
0: but that, but is that the way God does things?
2: No, I'm, I mean, I don't know.
1: God, we'd really need to have a talk. So I'm just pulling out these, uh, you know there are tons of scriptures about forgiveness, and uh, there are some uh, sayings in the Gospels. Uh, Paul has some, and um, you know um, I'm trying to see. You know, Paul said, "Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you." So you know the implication there is God has given us the example of what that means, right? And then, uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, hey, you know, Peter said, hey, how often do I have to forgive my brother? Uh, Jesus said, I I do not say to you seven times, I say 70 times seven. Uh, you know, we say in the Lord's Prayer, you know, we talk about the work of forgiveness. Forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass others.
0: Well, that's what I, I want to ask. Is there a caveat to forgiveness of, like, I have to forgive others? Because we just did a whole rant on how we're not forgiving people <laughs> in our lives who have hurt people we love or who have hurt us. Well, Do I, th- I have to forgive them to be forgiven myself?
1: Well... You know, in the Lord's Prayer, there is that little word as, like it's an implied, you are supposed to forgive as you have been forgiven. That that is, that's the example that is set. But it doesn't sound like an or else. Well, no, there's another one. Hold on. Let's keep talking. Is there an or else? (laughs) Uh, uh, In Matthew says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So if, for if you, then, Mm -hmm. if then. Um, and, you know, again, it just, it complicates the whole nature of forgiveness, like, and our understanding of God. Uh, so the, you know, you could turn that around and say, so God, if I don't ever forgive it, you know, people who have hurt me, that means you're not ever going to forgive me? Mm. Question mark. No, no. I mean, that's. Uh, you know, that's the writer's interpretation. Uh, I'm trying to find a place, you know, where uh, you could quote Jesus. Uh, here we go. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So the implied is what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, forgive and you will be forgiven. Our forgiveness, uh, does sound a bit conditional, doesn't it? Yeah hmm.
0: Well, especially, you know, we talked about forgiving people who feel like they don't need forgiveness, who feel like they haven't done anything wrong. I think of some um, honestly, I think of religious leaders a lot mm-hmm. um, who have spewed hate from a place of power and influence and continue to do so? Am I supposed to just sit back and forgive them and just let them continue spewing hate? Like, where does accountability come into the fold?
1: Well, okay, so there is an assumed relationship there, right? Like, you and I both know about, because of media, a bunch of like, hustler, pastors, who uh, prey on their congregations and make a lot of money off of doing I've that. I've
0: watched a lot of documentaries on yeah, yeah. That, those and groups so, of people. Yeah. Uh,
1: but they didn't victimize you, really. They victimized mm-hmm. somebody else. But so then
0: they're representing, they claim to represent Christ, right. which is a club I'm a part of. <laughs> so it's like
1: they are bad for the company, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the question is, then what's my responsibility um Probably nothing firsthand, you know, I mean, that's, isn't that kind of where you get wackadoodles who go in and try to uh, seek justice for, or, you know, retribution for something that didn't happen to them, but happened to somebody else. Yeah. And so they're going to go in and shoot up a place or do this or do that. And, um, you know, so what's our role as people of faith in, I mean, you know, I think forgiveness has a dotted line to a lot of different things, one of which is justice. And reparations and all of that.
0: Have you ever felt like you didn't deserve forgiveness, but received it anyways?
1: Oh, wow. Deserved it. So let's assume that means by another person, not like by God. Right. Okay. Um, you know, I'm sure I have. Uh, I was a very conflicted, uh, guilt-ridden adolescent for, uh, choices I made around, you know, acting out my sexuality. And, um, but see, so I don't know, listen, that's a good question because, um, I was very invested in secret keeping. Mm. So most people didn't know, but I would tell you that, um, I really struggled with what that meant to be forgiven by God for uh sexually acting out and then saying God I'm sorry please forgive me uh and then going back around and repeating that same behavior. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's a hard one. I um I don't know Oh man, I think there must be because I'm really stumbling yeah. stumbling over this. Was well,
0: have you ever received unexpected forgiveness? That like someone maybe forgave you really easily for something that you like thought would be mm. a long grudge.
1: Yeah. You know, I don't mean this to sound Pollyannish, but I haven't been that mean to many very people. Yeah. Uh Well, I
0: think that even in like in my my with my current partner, mm-hmm. um he forgives me so quickly
1: <laughs> mm. and that's
0: something I'm not used to in relationship yeah, yeah. because I have not had healthy relationships. Yeah. Well, yeah. one in particular, but, yeah. um, and for like, if we get into an argument and I act out and I misbehave mm. <laughs> in the argument as mm-hmm. I have a tendency to do, cause I'm a very fiery person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I apologize and be like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. He'll, he'll, for, he'll be like, I know, I know you didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know Mm -hmm. that you love me and that, you know, he's like, I forgive you. That's okay. And
1: I get that. And see, I think I am a dysfunctionally uh, quick to forgiver because this goes back to, (laughs) we're going to have to do a podcast one day just on uh, Pastor Doug's uh, psychological challenges. (laughs) Uh, My people pleasing means that I want to do whatever's possible Mm -hmm. within my power to eradicate the pain that just happened. Mm-hmm. So I am a really quick apologizer and a quick forgiver, because that, in my mind, brings that event to an end.
0: Okay, and we have to move
1: on. I think that's why I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing. Do you think
0: that you mean it when that happens, or it's just no, like not, probably
1: not? <laughs> I think that uh, I think more so now than back in, you know, prior years, I think in prior years, it was just, uh, the wrote, right thing to say in the moment to move on, just close that book. Come on. Okay. I'm sorry. It's really not much better than like, I remember when, uh, all three of our kids were like, you know, uh, the boys were 10, Brittany was 12 and they would get in some big horrible fight yelling and screaming and hollering at each other. And, uh, you know, we would have a trial and we'd find whoever guilty and, you know, they had to say, I'm sorry. And then the other party had to say, "I forgive you." Well, you know, they they did it. You did know, they mean it with no. you know acid <laughs> on their tongue. I yeah. mean, it was just a really you know sarcastic. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and then was like, we would,
0: now hug your sister. <laughs> and we, we would
1: have this silly comeback, say it like you mean it.
0: Of course, of course.
1: That's <sighs> parents, please don't do that because it's not all it does is make the parents feel better in that moment. Yeah. The kids still all go to their room hating each other's guts. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but you know, so add 30 years onto that conversation. People do things. We say quickly, I'm sorry. And you know, we, we want a quick, Oh, I forgive you. I don't know that that's healthy. Maybe the other person, I mean, aren't they entitled to kind of stew for a little while? Mm. And if we are too quick, there probably is a psychological weakness in being the, uh, quote, the victim or, you know, being too quick to say, I'm sorry, when you had very, every right to be angry about,
0: or I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
1: See, I think forgiveness is really complicated. I think it's. I um, think it is
0: too, and and I think that in our our Christianese, we like to play it off like it's so simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you ask for it, you get it. It's mm-hmm. but it is really difficult and really complicated to actually um sit with all of the emotions that come with forgiveness because it's almost like like you said if you say you're sorry too quickly did you really stop to think about all of the ways that your actions hurt the other person or is it just a surface level like oh i see you're upset i'm sorry i upset you mm-hmm. um let's move on mm-hmm. sort of thing
1: yeah i think it is kind of a hinge of let's just move on yeah but it's not really in any way uh, a taking of responsibility Yeah, You know, I think uh, as I'm thinking about it, like, so in forgiveness, there is an extending of forgiveness, right? Like I'm going to give to you, but then there's also uh, the receiving of forgiveness. And um, both parties have some power, don't they? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have the choice. It's all about choice. At the end of the day, I have the choice to exercise my power to forgive you. And you, but what about if you, do you have the power to not receive it? I guess you could rebuff it. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's something that I've started doing in my apologies in my relationship is actually ending the apology with, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And like giving them the opportunity to say, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so sorry I did this to you. Could you ever forgive me
1: mm-hmm. for it?
0: And they're like, I'm not ready right now. And to yeah. be okay with that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And to not just feel shattered. you know? Yeah. I got to that point. I think I've told you this before. You know, my high school and college best friend, Ken, uh, was gay. And I was just really angry at him for, quote, choosing gay and this, that, and the other. And uh was not a good friend at all, was probably not even very Christian. And a lot of time went in between our relationship. And, um, we came back together and spent some time, had a couple of days together, had some meals together. And I, um, was beginning to learn about making amends and offering, you know, practicing humility and saying, man, I, I really screwed that up. And I'm sorry, will you ever forgive me? And, um, I'll never forget. He said, you know, I'm going to, um, that classic line, I'm going to forgive you, but I can't forget it. And too much has gone on between us for too long. I think I'm just going to exit this relationship.
2: Mm. Whoa. Yeah.
1: But you know, in hindsight, um, luckily I had the maturity to go, yeah, I get that. But, um, you know, I think we have a unhealthy way of thinking that uh, forgiveness makes all things right, mm. and it doesn't, really. It just says, I'm choosing to move on.
0: Well, it's also an acknowledgement of, like, um, maybe the other person doesn't forgive you or says, okay, I forgive you, but I can't be in a relationship with you, mm-hmm. but... It matters to them that you acknowledged, hey, I've been a sure. jerk for a really yeah. long time to you. Like, And if that's all that comes out of it is that they see that you see it, that matters yeah. too, no, absolutely. even if it doesn't end in the perfect story of forgiveness.
1: Exactly. And I think that we, we don't think about that very often, really. Uh, magical thinking is that I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry. You're going to say, I forgive you. We hug or kiss or do whatever. And we skip down the lane. Right. And I think that that is, uh, that's not realistic. You know, I I can accept your uh, apology, but, um, you know, I'm going to guard myself because what, what your behavior shows me is that you're going to go right back to doing that, that you've done before. So, um, you know, I'm going to, Forgiving you doesn't mean I'm going to continue to stay in relationship with you, or I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. It just me. It's like a a uh, what's it called when you and I exchange money? It's like a transaction. Like it's just it's a moment. In some cases, it it is a healing. In some cases, it's just like the period at the end of a sentence. It's Like mm-hmm. okay, thank you, and you know we move on. Um, I think that we don't do enough hard work in the church around the topic of forgiveness. And I think we use scripture too much just to say, well, you better be kind of afraid because the Bible says over and over again, you need to forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. But that's just part of the healing journey. If it's in a relationship, don't you think?
0: Yeah. And um, I, I mean, I keep going back to how is God's forgiveness Different because the way we've been talking so long, and all of the complications of forgiveness between two people, but somehow we it seems like we're saying, oh, but it's simpler with God. But is it really? Like, what if Mm -hmm. forgiveness is just as complicated between us (laughs) and God and that God is struggling with like, I want to be in relationship with you, but you keep hurting me. Yeah. Or we struggle. I mean, I know there's the constant struggle of forgiving yourself and being able to believe that you are forgiven by God, because it's not magic words like that guilt and shame doesn't just go away after or embarrassment or whatever feeling it is that, is it with mm-hmm. whatever you need it? And most likely what you need forgiveness for is something that you did to someone else. So like you're asking the other person for that forgiveness and it gets complicated because they can talk back to you. <laughs> yeah. But like when I'm asking God for forgiveness, at least in my experience, I haven't heard God say, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. Or I haven't been able to have that I'm sorry conversation right. the same way that I was able to have with the person I hurt or the person who hurt me. And so it just, it, it feels, um, distant forgiveness from God feels more distant and I don't really understand it. And so like, if we're asking the question, does God really forgive anything? I mean, I guess the answer is yes, but how can I really know that? Yeah, Because I don't really feel it because I continue to carry it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get that. And would it make it, um, does it make God too small if we were to say, you know, maybe God, uh, it's as if. Like I'm imagining that ultimately I know way, way, way in the recesses of my mind, uh, you know, there's a better than 99% chance that God's going to forgive me. But if in the moment I'm having this, you know, conversation of God, please forgive me. God's like, you know, I, gotta, I need to take a walk. Yeah,
0: I need some time. <laughs> I, I
1: need some time, Doug. Yeah. Um, because everything we think about God is that it's instantaneous. Mm. And what would it mean to have a God that isn't, doesn't instantly forgive you? Promises it. That sounds scary. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: and, you know, it's, it, it, it's an, a promised outcome, but it's not an immediate outcome. And then how do you know when you're forgiven? Do you know you're forgiven? Uh, Is it, uh, could it be that God forgives you and that the act of moving on is the knowing, you know, is the knowing when like you don't go back to the old behaviors and that you, the behaviors that were a part of whatever pain you inflicted, uh, you know, begin to go away or uh, aren't present or, you know so forth and so on that there's evidence of a change maybe that is the knowing of forgiveness it seems like that's also more the proving of forgiveness or the, or i'm changed yeah. that that which used to be a part of me that was painful that i used to hurt you hey that's gone you know so
0: well that's what i was wondering is it when we have is it when we have finally cuz i think we get clouded of like how could I be forgiven by God if I haven't forgiven myself yet? Mm-hmm. And, and there we get confused. I, I'll speak for myself. I get confused when I ask for forgiveness, but I'm still feeling all of the pain mm-hmm. of the actions or the words or whatever it is that I, I did. Um, it gives you this feeling that you haven't been forgiven yet because mm-hmm. you haven't forgiven yourself. Um, and so I don't know if I can see God clearly in that time. See, sure. like,
1: well, what if it's, um, what if it's a process and what if that act of being forgiven or forgiving is kind of like reconciliation? Like, um, the way I understand reconciliation is it's not necessarily immediate, but it is steps toward and that there are actions, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, you know, so forth and so on. Responsibility taking, uh, that kind of, it's almost like re- uh, reconciliation is a, a point that we arrive at rather than immediate. All right, we're all good, right? Everybody shake hands. Mm. Well, we're not all right yet, but I promise to do the work to get to be all right. Yeah. Um. It feels like that's more a part of forgiveness, that we have magical thinking, to use that phrase again, that, you know, it's an immediate, when in reality, it, I don't know that it's that often an immediate, unless it might just be like a trivial, you know, hey, you slighted me, or I got you a Christmas present, you didn't get me one. I mean, just, you know, things that in the big scheme of things don't matter, but big life-changing, shaking things that matter. The, my promise to you is to be a partner that is forgiving. Mm. That sounds a whole lot better to me. I'd like to be in a relationship. I think I am in a relationship with somebody like that, mm. but, the, but we want it to be <laughs> like, okay, uh, tell me you forgive me, hug me and kiss me right now. Yeah. You know, give me some kind of physical evidence mm-hmm. that we're all good. We're good, right? Right. We're good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How do you react if somebody comes to you and says, you've really hurt me? Like, I want to, I want to bring your attention to something that you did that was really hurtful mm-hmm. and really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your initial reaction to that? Do you immediately jump to, I'm so sorry? Or are you combative?
1: Old Doug would have been combative. Well, Old Doug, depending on the day and the person, I would have either been combative or blaming. And say, oh, that's ridiculous. You just made that up. D- discounting of their emotions. Uh,
0: I think you're overreacting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. You know, seriously? Mm-hmm. You know, do something that kind of, um, in my, my methodology, would have been kind of a, a combination of uh, humor and sarcasm. Mm-hmm. To kind of, oh, it's fine. Come on. Seriously? You know, we're all good. You know, I was just joking around.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And whereas now, I think I would. I would try. My hope was so that I would listen and listen deeply for what actually, you know, what happened and probably say things like help me understand better. Yeah. I hope I would say, Oh man, I bet that really hurt. You know, and, and begin the movement to take responsibility.
0: How did you get from old Doug to new Doug in, in that? <laughs> A
1: lot of therapy. <laughs> uh, You know, I think maturity and and therapy. Because it's
0: hard to step outside of that defensiveness, Mm -hmm. no matter where you are, because like we don't, none of us want to see ourselves as the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And so we have all of these defense mechanisms in in place of like, oh, well, you know, you just didn't hear me right. Or... You know, you like you said, you're you're overreacting. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. You're like taking it too seriously. Don't worry about it. Like
1: yeah, you know, I think uh, we've talked about this before, but because we
0: want it to be their their problem, not my problem. I mean, it's not me. Oh it's yeah. You. Well,
1: okay. and if I can if I can kind of you know choreography it in a certain way. I mean, what we all want, I think, is really quick closure, mm-hmm. which just means that person to get out of our office, get out of my face. Let's just get that interaction behind us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've used the phrase, I know you've heard me say it a lot, is, you know, what else could be true? I think as I began to say that phrase out loud, I began to realize that what else could be true is that I could be a part of that event. I could have, what you know, part of the truth might be uh, that there is within Doug Meyer the ability to say things that hurt people. I, if, so, and if I have the ability to do that, there is then a chance that on occasion I will have exercised that ability. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, if that is true, because I think when, I, when we act defensively, it's, it's, it's like an act of denial. Like, oh, no, I'm, I, I'm not that kind of person yeah. <laughs> that could have done that. When in reality, of course we are.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, But I don't want you to think that because it's, you know, what you think of me, again, people please your crap. What you think of me is really what matters more than what I think of me. And that's just, that's not really healthy. So if you're listening, don't do that.
0: Does it ever, this is a weird question. Oh, good. And I feel like this question is a reflection of who I am as a person. Oh, bring it. Does it ever bother you? That God is so forgiving.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, yes and no, because like it bothers me when I see people who I think should hurt more. Yes. Back to to that earlier. You You should
0: feel bad about what you did.
1: Exactly. And I should get to be the arbitrator (laughs) of that. I should get to pick who feels bad, Uh, you know. You
0: should be groveling for a while. Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) And you should get right to the edge of the cliff. Somebody should hold you over it and shake Mm -hmm. you. I promise we're going to eventually pull you back, but I want you—and that's that weird, uh, you know, control and power thing. Yeah, I I want God—I want God to be uh, more—have retribution, but if—so here's the catch. If I want that, do I also want that for me? You know, this is just maybe a whole other rabbit to chase— but, you know, forgiving when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And but can you? Can know, you forgive if you don't
0: feel like it? Because then is it true forgiveness or is it just checking a box?
1: Well, so in, in uh, episode two, <laughs> let's come back with, uh, you know, how do you validate forgiveness? Yeah. How, you know, how do you know when you are really, you know, when it's sincere or not? Um, you know, what are are there signs of forgiveness? Are there signs of being forgiven? I think there are, you know, like if you just have been a real ass in a relationship and that person chooses to stay with you or, uh, you know, continue to engage with you, more or less, they probably have chosen to forgive you. Uh, But I also think it's all about the power of choice, you know, at the end of the day, exercising that that part of your brain and heart and, um, man, how did I get forgiveness? Did you like... Did I volunteer for this one? You did. Oh,
0: I asked you on this list, what do you want to talk about? And you said forgiveness.
1: Yeah, I kind of remember that now. What was I thinking?
0: <laughs> well, okay. What? what do you think yeah. Christians have gotten wrong about forgiveness in general? Because you said we don't really talk about it enough, but we also talk about it every Sunday mm-hmm. in the Lord's Prayer.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. I think we're naive. I think that we think that it's Pollyanna—I mean, that it's not Pollyanna, but it's real—that um, it is uh, as simple as the words. Hey, I'm really sorry. Do you forgive me? Um, well, I don't know. You know, it's not—it it's, is a vo- a verbal exercise more than a heart transaction, you know, that it's—like this. we were talking earlier, a whole lot about process and that it's a journey and that— uh, maybe there are just uh, maybe there's levels of things, you know, like you said, like oh, a slight, you know, being slighted or being this or being that. That uh, that's one whole arena of, you know, it doesn't even feel like the word forgiveness should apply in there, but that forgiveness is uh, mental work, it's heart work, it's soul work, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's work. It's not just a
0: and I think the same is required. So it's easy to see how that's required in our human relationships. But I think that in our spiritual relationship with God as well, that's required. That work is required. It's not just like asking, will you forgive me? And then like,
1: It's not just a teasing a moment of guilt. Yeah. You know, like uh, there's layers and there's some remorse. And so what are you going to do? What are the actions connected to the feelings? mm and I don't think we talk enough about that fra- that right there actions connected to feelings that we just want to do a quick hit uh confession hey god i did this you did uh, are we good now yeah we're good i mean i, I think that's our imagined scenario because mm-hmm. we say a lot about god forgives you everything and got you know we may i think we oversell it in such a way that it dilutes it
0: yeah so with the question, does God really forgive anything, is the answer, yes, but, yes, but you got to do the work, yes, but, I don't know.
1: I think it's yes. I th-
0: yes, and, <laughs> I hope that you do the work.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's, there's some mystery in there between, like, God says yes, but the reality is we uh, we live in that land of forgiving, being unforgiven. What am, what am I doing about, yeah. you know, receiving that? Uh, is there, um, I don't know. There's a phrase somebody, I don't know. I think C.S. Lewis said cheap forgiveness. Uh, that cheap forgiveness is just when it's uh, unattached to uh, the emotional consequences that you just say. All right, sure. And we, we talked about that earlier, about yeah. it really is just more about resolution of feeling bad or whatever, or I'm not as invested in this relationship, so I'm going to offer cheap, easy forgiveness, like drive-through. All right, just keep going. Yeah, I don't want to expend the energy to do life deeper with you. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be an interesting worship or conversation series to talk about the work of forgiveness. And, uh, you know, what what are the outward actions that show that, uh, you know, do I give you evidence that I'm forgiven? You know, I don't know. Let's, let's put that on the whiteboard. And, okay. And, <laughs> in our worship meeting In our worship meeting 2024, there's going to be...
0: Oh, we need a full year to prepare.
1: Oh, we have to, yeah.
0: <laughs> so do you have any advice for people who are struggling with forgiveness, either mm. of someone else or of themselves, or feeling like they're not forgiven?
1: I think it would be healthy to maybe go see a therapist. Like if, if you're stuck... Um, most of the times, whenever I've gotten stuck, I needed somebody else's help to get unstuck. You know, whether it's a, you know, car in a ditch or whatever. Uh, you know, how am I emotionally stuck in this process? Have I not? What is the work involved in forgiving myself? What's the work involved in forgiving somebody else? In, in either giving or receiving forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, to not be, you know, winky about that. Don't be. Don't have any of those feelings of shame or less than. Um, or just, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure I'm equipped to offer this, but just sit down with somebody and, and, uh, do the exercise of talking about it out loud. Just work it out in your head. I mean, work it out verbally mm-hmm. and invite somebody else to say, what are you hearing that I'm, where am I missing something?
0: Mm. So my, my last question, um, for someone who is asking, does God really forgive anything? Because this is a really common question that we're seeing crop up in Google searches and on our website and and all that sort of stuff. What do you think is at the root of that question?
1: Mm. Why are they asking? Could it be? So the question is, does God forgive anything? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the the root is, does God expect me to forgive Mm. everything? Yeah. Because as we said earlier, we kind of don't. Yeah. We think we do or we want to do it with a whole lot of asterisks, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, think... we're just confused about justice and what is justice. And uh, God, don't be so quick to, to release that person from the power you have over them by not forgiving them.
0: I think another subtext to that question might be instead of like, does God really forgive anything? Does God really forgive me?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And because I think that there's a lot of um, Mm -hmm. people who have that thought of like, you don't know the horrible things I've done. Like, you don't understand how bad I've hurt the people around me or how badly someone has hurt me. Yeah. Like the person who has hurt me, who has abused me, who has like destroyed my future, um, are they forgiven? Mm -hmm. Because maybe I don't want them to be forgiven. So I think that there's just a lot of trauma in this question that I want to acknowledge. Yeah, dead on. And, and a lot of, um. Maybe guilt and shame, as we already mentioned, but there's heaviness. And if this is a question that you're constantly asking, it might be time to sit with it and ask, like, why do I need the answer to this question? Why am I asking this question? Like, what am I trying to discover Mm -hmm. about God or about myself or about the people around me? Um,
1: What's that thing that I'm thinking that I don't want to say out loud?
0: Yes. Because I think there's a lot of weight Mm -hmm. behind this one in particular. Yeah.
1: Get help. Don't be afraid of getting help. Yeah. That the thing that you're afraid to say out loud, uh, you can say out loud and you probably need to say out loud. And that'll be the beginning of, wow, I said it out loud.
0: That takes the power away. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, you know, that person didn't call the police or didn't do this or didn't do that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the beginning of a journey.
0: Yeah. I think that you find a friend you can trust and someone who is not shocked by anything (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because the truth is that's one of the things that I like to remind myself and it kind of like connects me to humanity and makes me feel a little bit better. Is like there's nothing I've done or said or thought that hasn't been done before Mm -hmm. that I have not hurt somebody in a way that hasn't happened before and won't happen again. And there's always a chance to do better.
1: Yeah. You know, that phrase is said frequently to a newcomer who comes to, you know, an AA meeting or any 12-step group, that uh, a newcomer sometimes imagines that that which he or she has done and is being invited to share— uh, nobody else has ever done or experienced, mm. you know. And then when they do, you know, people in the group go, yeah, me too. <laughs> Whatever, you know. Yeah,
0: last week. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah,
1: what? And uh, it, to your point, it immediately begins to take the power out of the fear and it begins to translate it into power for you to be doing more work. It's a great process. Yeah. Well, Well, this has been interesting. I don't know I'd say the word Fun. But, uh, man, I I enjoy doing the uh, mental and spiritual gymnastics with you.
0: The Life Plus God podcast is hosted, written, and produced by me, Alyssa Robinson, and sponsored by TREACH Memorial United Methodist Church in Flower Mound, Texas. If you live in the Flower Mound area, I invite you to stop by and see if TREACH could be your new church family. You can learn more about all of our programs and events at tmumc.org. And I hope to catch you next week for our next episode of the Life Plus God podcast.